blockchain, mask, fungible, non-fungible, field is out, digital is in, we need to talk about crypto, with the men who will make you rich, Sean and Mike. Ooh. Damn, that's crispy. Thank you, Tessa. That was our producer, Tessa, everybody, the disembodied robotic uh, <laughs> voice that voice person. She creates the uh, segment intros for us. Um, we have yet to meet her in person. I don't know if that's even possible yet, but... Neither do I. She is a bit of a mystery to us, but so much of this podcast is about us learning and uncovering things that we don't know. Absolutely. I mean, the entire journey of this is uh, for us to learn and for you to learn along with us. Yeah, so welcome, everybody. This is We Need to Talk About Crypto, Episode 2, where Michael and I are diving deep into the world of digital currency and trying to learn everything that we can to get rich in the 21st century? It is the 21st century. It is 2022, which seems a little odd. It should maybe be the 22nd century, but these are all things that we're going to learn as we kind of move along through this uh, podcast. Guys, we would advise you actually maybe get a spiral notebook and just take Take down these mysteries, because uh, we're going to hit them all one by one. Is Why is this the 21st century? Why is it 2022 and still the 21st century? Um, I mean, a lot of the crypto uh, game is figuring out numbers, and that's what mm-hmm. um, investing is and finances. It's um, kind of cracking the code of numbers, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, exactly. So you might know that your grandfather maybe got rich and retired from you know, owning a mechanics shop and investing uh, in pudding shares or something. <laughs> sure, he bought Coca-Cola um, right when they were issuing war bonds or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and now today, that's just not how it works anymore. Now it's all about that crypto. Yeah, normal people with nine to five jobs, they might um, be lucky enough that their company has a 401k for them or something. Um this, the idea of this podcast is that we're creating our own 401ks. Uh, we want retirement to be in our own hands. We don't want it to be, we don't, don't want to be beholden to a company or anything like that. No, no, it's just not how it works anymore. Um, but before we get into retirement strategies and crypto investing, which is what the show's about, I have a big announcement, which is that Mike and I are now the Rise and Grind Boys. Yeah, along with the uh, men who will make you rich, we are now the Rise and Grind Boys. Sean and I are recording this podcast at six in the morning. There's someone that we both kind of look up to in the entertainment and entrepreneur world, and that's a little man by the name of Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. We were looking at his. <laughs> Heard uh, of him? We were looking at his schedule, and he's up at four thirty in the morning. He prays until five. He has breakfast. He kisses his kids in the morning to get them up for school. Mm-hmm. He's working out. He's investing. He's making moves. Um, Sean and I just feel like we kind of want to copy that ethos. Mm-hmm. We're up early. We're recording this podcast right before the markets open. And um, we just want to kind of grab the day by the dick and really uh, take hold of this. <laughs> that's right. We're grabbing the day right by the dick. And that's the way that you should greet your day as well. Uh, we decided, why are we sleeping in? Why are we not rising? Why are we not grinding? And part of being an entrepreneur and a, and a crypto investor is you got to get up. You got to get buff. And you got to be just ready for that day. Got to grab its dick. Yeah. I mean, you want to uh, take the world into your hands and you take the day's dick into your hands (laughs) and you fucking, (laughs) you work it. Yeah. You work that day's dick into a good lather and you're going to find yourself rich one day. Anyway, uh, Michael, any news in your life now that you've been rising and grinding and doing your thing? 
Um, I realized that I've been going through eggs way more than I used to. Yeah. I'm getting up. I'm cracking eggs right when I'm up in the morning. Um, kind of in each hand. I have the coffee grinder in one hand. I have the eggs in the other. Put oh, them into yeah. a bowl. Sometimes things can get a little mixed up. But a little scrambled, maybe a little uh, a little grinds in the egg doesn't really hurt anybody. You know, it's extra mm-hmm. caffeine. Yeah. You want to caffeinate those eggs. I've been getting up every day. I've been taking cues from uh, ath- athlete horses. I've been eating oats. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Lots of oats. Uh, those give me the power to get through those early morning workouts and start thinking about uh, the clarity that I need to invest. Yeah, that's right. I think that you need as much kind of energy and um, brain fuel as possible if you're going to make money. You want that BF every single morning. You want what is that, a BF? It's a brain fuel. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want to just fuel that thinker. I thought that you were like doing other stuff in the morning. No, well, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the BF I like to do in the morning is... Uh, just brain fuel. Brain fueling, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no judgment if other people are doing other kinds of BFs. Yeah, if you guys are BFing in the morning, then more power to you. <laughs> more power to you. Well, guys, I think it's time that we talk a little bit about um, the show itself and about crypto. So last week, we introduced the podcast and we went over our word of the day, which was cryptocurrency. That is right. Every episode, we're going to do a word of the day until we run out of words. But for now, we're going kind of through the glossary of terms of um, what makes up the uh, the the Webster's Dictionary of uh, crypto words and everything that you kind of need to know at a basic level to really get started. Uh, last week, the word was cryptocurrency, and we have a new word of the day, and that is blockchain. That's right, everybody. So cryptocurrency is all based on the blockchain. Now, Mike and I are still learning. We don't really know what this is yet. Um, part of the show is we will try to guess or give our best educated opinion of what it might be. And then we will turn to our friends at teenfinancialfreedom.com to get the real definition. Right. So we did a little research before going into the show and we found a great resource. Um, These guys at teenfinancialfreedom.com, they helped us in the first episode with defining what cryptocurrency is. And Sean and I now know that it's, it's a cashless system. It's all based in the digital realm. Um, is there anything else that cryptocurrency... Yeah, no, that that pretty much covers it, I think. And it, yeah. guys, if you listen to the first episode, the whole thing is just so informative about what cryptocurrency is. I'm still a little unsure of what cryptocurrency actually is, but I wonder if uh, learning what the blockchain is today, if that'll kind of uh, illuminate things more for us. Yeah, so uh, I hope so. Well, what do you think, before we go to our expert teens, uh, what do you think the blockchain is? Okay, so I think the way we broke down cryptocurrency last time is that it's two different words put together, and so is the blockchain. Cryptocurrency... That is a very astute observation. Yes. Yeah. This is the thing, guys. This, the whole world of cryptocurrency seems like it's a big mystery, but really, it kind of comes down to just breaking up words and putting them together and figuring yeah. out what each of them means. Like earring. Okay, what is this thing? It's pretty easy to figure out. There's a thing you stick in your ear, and it's, a lot of the times it's shaped like a ring. Often, yeah, in pirate times especially, like a nice gold ring. And when you see that word together, earring, well, just <laughs> break it down. You know, this is basic, just figuring it out. Oh, earring. Much like cryptocurrency, right? Yeah, exactly. blockchain. So crypto is basically a mystery. It's hidden. And currency is money. And so blockchain, if I had to guess, I would say that it is a 
a chain or a link or a connection of different blocks of digital data that come together. And the longer the string of these blocks of data are, maybe it's harder for people to hack into you or something like that. Sure. I, I would say that's pretty <clears throat> much my guess, too. I would guess that the blocks of data would be sort of keeping track of to whence and from whence <laughs> this currency has gone. You know, You're like, speaking much like pirates yes, used to speak. Yeah. Um, Sean's earrings are dangling. Yeah, there's a parrot on me shoulder. Uh, I would say that there be, there be blocks. <laughs> and uh, on them blocks... I think it's telling you uh, where the coin came from, who's got the coin now, and where it's going. That would be my guess. Okay, so we are going to turn... Um, oh, and this is something I just remembered as we've been fluffing the teens at teenfinancial.com. <laughs> we're not blowing them, but we're no, puffing well, them up. Yeah, Come we're on, just guys. getting them fluffed and ready to, take, to become adults and take on the world. Um, I was doing a little more reading and research for this episode and going through their beautifully laid out blog that they have. And yes, at first glances, it seemed like they were um, giving us pretty good information. Yeah, they seemed like legitimate teen financial advisors. But what I soon discovered is that they don't really know what they're talking about. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, SpaghettiO, as a teen might say. So if you guys will recall in our last episode, Sean and I talked about we first dipped our toe into the cryptocurrency world with uh, one of these early coins called Litecoin. Mm-hmm. And Sean and I lost a lot of money on Litecoin. Big time. Buku bucks down the drain, guys. Yeah. Um, and so doing some digging into the teenfinancialfreedom.com blog, I see that not only do they have their own mentor, which I don't want to be taking advice from people who have a mentor. No. I want to take advice from their mentor. If you're a mentor, I better not find out that you yourself have a mentor or what are you doing? It defeats the entire purpose. What are you, a dementor? <laughs> that's scary. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the scariest things I can think of. Yeah. I mean, what is this, Azkaban? Get me out of here. <laughs> okay, so these kids are teens. I don't want to call them kids. That's, they're that's young. Rude. Yeah, they're teens. They're they're teenagers. They're teenagers. I mean, sometimes preteens are called teens, but whatever. Adolescents. Um, their mentor told them that Litecoin has a better chance of raising in price than Bitcoin does. This mentor of theirs said that it's harder for Bitcoin to go from $10,000 to $20,000 than it is for Litecoin to go from $60 to $240. And me and you both know that is totally wrong. That's bullshit. In my experience, it's easier for Bitcoin to go... To zero and make me broke yeah. than it is for Bitcoin to do anything. <laughs> it almost feels biblical. Like it's easier for the rich man to pass through the eye of a needle. Than it is for a Litecoin to even make me one cent. Yeah, or whatever. You guys know the Bible. Yeah, Litecoin is a scam. We do not recommend it. Uh, Mike and I both lost uh, a lot of pride and money on that coin. And here are these teens evangelizing for it. So what are we going to do about this, Mike? 
I think that we need to close out this tab of the teen financial freedom teens. Close and we it. need we need to move on to someone else. Yeah. So basically, Mike and I have decided to sever our ties with our former mentors from episode one. Those teens are gone. Probably foolish of us to be taking advice from financial teens with a blog in the first place. So we found uh, someone else to help us out. Yeah. So we found the uh, nice young folks at Cryptocurrency Teens. Now, I know we just said... <laughs> Let's clarify this, yeah. <laughs> okay. At the beginning of this show, we said that we are beginners. We were scouring the internet for sources of people that we could possibly follow and learn from. We did not want to follow kids. It seemed too simple, seemed beneath you us. You can get in trouble doing that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't follow kids. Don't follow kids anywhere, especially on the internet. That's traceable. None of that's yeah, on the blockchain. That's on, yeah, that's, they can follow that chain back to you. Just don't do it. Guys, don't follow kids. But we were also concerned with um, maybe learning above our pay grade at this point. And we didn't want to follow, say, cryptocurrency adults or adultfinancialfreedom.com. Yeah, it, that felt like we would be uh, in over our heads Whereas the cryptocurrency uh, toddlers, little little too young for us, we would have been, as Mike said last episode, infantilized by that. Yeah, I do not want to be infantilized. I don't want to be emasculated. I want to be masculated. I want to be masculated. And I'm not above taking advice from teens. I guess it should be said that our problem isn't with teens. No, no, no. It's with those teens from that gave us that first advice. Right. And... Uh, fool me once, you know, like, yes, we trusted them the first time. They gave us a perfectly serviceable definition of cryptocurrency. Thank you for that. Yes, yeah, we thank can't, you guys. can't undo that. But go fuck yourselves on your advice about uh, Litecoin. And rule number one, as we know, do not give financial advice. Ooh, ooh, big one, big one. So we should say, guys, off the bat, this is not a financial advice podcast. Yes. 15 minutes into the episode, off the bat, <laughs> yeah. we need... <laughs> off the third... Maybe going, yeah. maybe going forward. Yeah, base Ma- is loaded. We got a new batter up. <laughs> is there the a- inning's been going on for a while. <laughs> I wonder, is there a way to get Tessa to maybe throw in, this is not financial advice, even if she's just whispering it? Tessa, can you do that for us? Affirmative. Okay. Well, that sounded like an affirmative. Sure. Um... Okay, where were we? It's not financial advice. These teens originally, they're, we didn't take the advice. We did not take the We advice. did not take their advice, and we will not be tricked into possibly taking it later on. They're out. Those teens are gone. We took a lateral move. Cryptocurrencyteens.com. These seem no, like these trustworthy teens. teens. <laughs> yeah, now these are my kind of teens. These are the good boys and girls. Yeah, they know what's up. These teens got good heads on their shoulders. They seem to understand crypto and investing uh, in a much broader depth than the first group of teens. Yeah, I think so too. Um, okay, so we did. you and I already went over our definitions of blockchain, right? Yeah, we gave what we thought a blockchain okay. was. So let's hear what the cryptocurrency teens okay. say. Here is pulled right from their website. A blockchain is a list of data blocks that are linked to each other. Each block is used to store data and they connect in a chain. We we nailed it. We knew this. Oh my god, guys, this is why you got to listen to us. Yes, you learn from us through teens, but then filtered through us, which makes it much more digestible. Yeah, we're giving the for adults, uh, but we might be mining some info from the teens. (laughs) Just shh. (laughs) Okay. To continue, when a new block is added to the blockchain, the whole blockchain becomes more secure as new blocks can only be added to the end of the blockchain. It's getting wordy. 
and any attempt to alter blocks in the middle of the chain would make the whole chain invalid. Huh. I don't understand this. So it's like a train that's always getting a new caboose. Is it always a new caboose, or are they slammed in the middle, or are they cargo? I, I don't know. Is this one of those trains with oh, a no, circus it, on it, and there's a big snake in one of yeah, these the, cars? The Google Gobbles are at the back. <laughs> yeah, there's like the little person car. Yeah, and, there's the old pinheads. Yeah, the bearded ladies up there somewhere. Muscle man in the back. Um, okay, okay, you're, you're correct, Sean. It says, the whole blockchain becomes more secure as new blocks can only be added to the end of the blockchain. We call these, this is caboose theory. This is called the caboose Correct. blocks. Yeah, train theory, caboose theory. This is, um, <laughs> each new train gets a new caboose. Yeah, always making new cabooses. Um, do you understand this? Why do, does more blocks added to the end make it harder to fuck me? So maybe it goes back to my guess at the beginning, which is that it's a it's like keeping track of, of the history of where this coin has been. And if you insert something in the middle of the history, that's fake because it was never there and it invalidates okay. the list. I'm going to take your word for it. I don't know. You're older than these teens. I'm twice as old as these teens. Now, this is... <laughs> we could be these teens... Dads, we like. might be these teens' dads. I don't know. I'm gonna walk one of these teens down the aisle one day. I'm gonna attend this teen's graduation and sit in the back with sunglasses and a hat <laughs> and cry because I know that I can never be in their life. But I, I know. I wish I was young again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's for another episode. Yeah, guys, are we dads? Are we old dads? Stay tuned to find out. We are the crypto dads. This is a mystery to us. <laughs> You know, we were going to have to examine the cock chain and go back and back and figure out, are we dads? Where did my cock chain go? Yeah. Is it attached to a Prince Albert? And then on the other <laughs> end is my keys? I don't know. Now we're back to earrings again. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this is another thing that, uh, let's see, that they say. Blockchain technology enables you to have full control over your assets. This feature of blockchain means that you won't have to worry about someone taking control of your assets or stealing your money. What do you think of this, Sean? I've read some crypto news, and I don't really know if you can have full control. I, I read as much about people misplacing or losing or having their crypto stolen as I do about uh, the success stories. Right. I mean, I think so far from what I've seen is that like if a bank can be hacked... So can any of these uh, crypto yeah. wholesalers or whatever. Like, yeah, it wasn't Coinbase. Coinbase is one of these huge sites where you can buy cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, all that through. But one of these just the other week was hacked for $250 million. Yeah. And I am led to believe that this should be impossible. And yet here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know that if there's one thing that we've learned, it's that anything can be hacked. Yeah, I think anything, if you're hooked up to the internet, you can be hacked. Um, we've heard of people, there's different types of ways that we've heard of people losing money. One is being hacked. One is you store it on a hard drive, your cryptocurrency. And if that goes, if you lose your password for it. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's on you, though. Like, your yeah, brain you've hacked, hacked yourself. Yeah. yeah, you've been hacked by your own stupidity. <laughs> Sorry, dude, you hacked yourself. Yeah. Uh-oh, you hacked yourself. <laughs> 
Now, a minute ago, you mentioned that if you're only if you're hooked up to the internet, you can be hacked. But I have noticed that there are people hacking things like uh, how to fold socks better in your drawer, or oh, hacking, okay. you know, uh, the condo theory, how to get the smell of old milk out of a car. There are other hacks I've noticed. Right? Yeah. If you get is spray- crypto exposed to those hacks? Um, as far as I can tell, they could be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not positive yet and this is part of the learning journey um i would be concerned if my socks were able to be folded by crypto mm-hmm. because i i want to keep my digital assets and my clothing assets separate from each other mm-hmm. um, i don't want um some crypto hacker to come in and be able to remove the skunk smell from me if i'm sprayed <laughs> by dousing me with tomato juice that or, would be horrible yeah. so that's one hack i think sean is talking about and yeah, a, the tomato juice hack. hack. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think life hacks, as far as I know, are different than computer hacking. Okay, so that's a good lesson for today. Guys, if you're worried about hackers in your real life, that might not necessarily be something you need to be concerned with when it comes to crypto investing. I, I encourage you all to do your own research. Sure. Uh, learn a little bit about hacking and uh, just take care of yourself. Again, I- I'm not qualified to give you advice on that. Yeah, it would be illegal to give you. I mean, I think we could actually, we might not be able to give crypto advice, but I think it would be fair to give laundry advice or any of these life sure. hacks that you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. There are multiple hacks. Uh, maybe that's for another episode we could get yeah, into. Yeah, or just like I mentioned earlier, coffee and the scrambled eggs. Like, that's a good hack to kind of wake you hack. up and combine two. Um, brain fuels together. Yeah, get those double BFs going in the morning and you will be on fire all day long. Um, Okay. Shall we, do you feel like we've uh, covered the word of the day, Sean? Yeah, audience, I think that you understand blockchain. I think that we understand blockchain. Uh, Now we're going to move along a little bit here. Um, We have some crypto news. I think Tessa has a new segment for us. Uh, This is a first but it's only the second episode, so let's hear it. Initializing segment, summoning the Crypto Keeper. <laughs> Greetings, morons. It is I, the Crypto wish to summon the souls of the recently encrypted dead? Sure, yeah. Very well then. I have a poem for you to introduce this week's deceased. Are you ready? When the crypto keeper is awakened, it means a crypto soul has been forsaken. Last week, we lost two crypto twins who could not be saved by their mighty chins. They have gone off to eternal sleeper and hence interned by the crypto keeper. <laughs> Can you guess who this week's dead are? Yeah. Well then, take it away, dumb shit. <laughs> So every okay, uh, Tess has just been doing 
let me introduce by the dip and yeah. saying non-fungible. Yeah, the theme song. That was normal. Yeah. What the fuck, what the fuck was that? Okay, Jesus. so look, guys, okay. all we were told by Tessa in a digital message was that we were going to have a segment where we were going to memorialize um, people who had passed away who were important to the cryptocurrency world. And then we're hit with that. Yes, yeah, some guy called the Crypto Keeper and uh, organs are playing in the background. I don't let first of all, is this a real person? Is this a digit? Like, I'm confused. It sounds like a uh, ghost in the machine kind of deal. Well, one thing that bothered me about it was that he called, he insulted us a couple times <laughs> yeah. there. That's super bothersome. Morons? Yeah, Excuse and then he says we're dumb shits. We are uh, trying to learn yeah. and we're trying to help people. Imagine. So kind of like, fuck you, you know? You had a teacher. <laughs> Someone raises their hand and they say, do you know the answer, dumb shit? Yeah, I would hate that fucking person. And also, we haven't even gotten into the segment yet. It's not like we eulogized these the recently deceased and did a bad job and then he's insulting us after i know and there was a poem in there but honestly i couldn't pay attention because i was so fuming about being called <laughs> a moron by this guy who just introduced him what you know what fucking whatever let's move let's on. just move on we Fuck have we guy. had a segment planned like we don't need to get thrown off the rails by the crypto keeper <sighs> um, yeah that just water into the bridge let's just keep going <laughs> okay um so this segment is a sad segment. We're going to do as the news arises. I hope it does not happen every week because we don't want to lose any big or small figures in the crypto. World. Oh, yeah. We're not hoping to have to do eulogies every week. No. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Imagine if the next people who take over our podcast have to eulogize us. We should get in on a eulogy coin if that's the case. <laughs> Maybe uh, moon that baby. <laughs> Funeral. Funeral bucks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's eulogize the recently deceased, Mike. I'm guessing that our audience might not know a lot about these folks. I don't think me and you knew too much about them either coming in. Uh, We've, me and you, we've seen their faces. Um, They have very recognizable faces. Mm -hmm. These are the Bogdanoff twins. They're 72 year old, 72 years old. I guess they were kind of like, weird reality TV star type dudes. They come from a long lineage of like German and Austrian royalty. So I think they're kind Mm -hmm. of the Kardashians of Europe or something like that. Yeah. And looking at these guys, the Bogdanov twins, Igor and uh, Gritschka. Gritschka, I believe. Igor and Gritschka Bogdanov. I encourage the audience to just quickly pause this and look them up. The Bogdanov twins. So you can know what we're talking about. Yeah. I'll um, put a picture of these guys. They've they've been memified and now they're going to be mummified. They looked mummified. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. definitely. Um, Sean and I will put up photos on our social media talk about pod um at twitter i think it might be the same for instagram Mm -hmm. we'll we'll clear all that up we'll put up pictures of these guys you might have seen them before they're they are um do you remember what was that lady the lion lady yeah the cat lady the cat lady these these twins both it's weird because i guess maybe that's a pact you make when you're twins is that we got to both do the exact same plastic surgery. Yeah, I guess like to stop beating around the bush. Have you guys ever wondered what it might look like if plastic surgery was a nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> that might explain the crypto keeper. Thing. Yeah, maybe that explains it. Um, These he, guys look awful. Yeah, they look pretty bad. Um, it's, I guess I would say it's sad 
because to us, people who don't do plastic surgery, it looks like they um, went to town on their faces and weren't proud of the way they looked before. Mm-hmm. But to them, who knows? Maybe they were they were thrilled with the way they ended up looking. Yeah, I mean, I always want people to be happy. And if turning your face into looking like you've uh, stuck it in a wasp's nest is what makes you happy, then I guess go for it. I mean, some people find the Easter Island heads attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I mean, again, I, I just can't strongly encourage the audience enough. You really need to look these guys up to know what the joke is here. Yeah, seek out Talk About Pod at Twitter. Is or, it Talk About or Need to Talk Pod? Fuck me. It's Need to Talk okay. Pod. Need to Talk Pod. Need to Talk Pod at Twitter, at Gmail. Possibly different on Instagram because I think it was taken, mm. which is fucked <laughs> this up. Is a very difficult for our branding. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll figure it Guys, out. Guys, for... we need to talk about branding. <laughs> yeah. We need to figure out like what are we doing here. <laughs> it's uh, a learning podcast. We're, we're learning. learning. We're, we're babies. Learning. We're learning. We're not uh, toddlers. We're not toddlers. We're not kids. We're in the teen teen realm. Yeah, we're kind of like hip, cool teens, um, <laughs> and we're just trying to, you know. Get through life and learn about the digital era. <laughs> and do kickflips at the same time. Yeah. Hey, fellow teens. <laughs> do you also like kickflips? Um, so this is the way um, an Australian... I thought they were Austrian. This is an Australian newspaper described them. With cheekbones so high and bulbous as to appear <laughs> to threaten their owner's vision. Which is crude and rude, but fair. It is fair. I mean, these guys have way too much cheek. So I think, do you know how they became, because they're not, um, their entire careers, of course, they have not been like cryptocurrency No, at 72 years old, they've been around before crypto. Way before crypto. But looking into the Bogdanov twins, it seems like these guys have been sort of lifelong high society grifters. Right. Like they, there's something that I read about them having published what they claimed was a revolutionary physics paper, (laughs) but it's basically just like 120 pages of gobbledygook. (laughs) Honestly, this sounds like a lot of grifters that are going on right now. They all kind of pretend to be scientists or they are they do have some background in science or something but mm-hmm. but then they like try to they're like an expert in whatever astrophysics and then they try to say that like covid's not real yeah they say like yeah. because i have a phd and i've published one scientific paper um i'm now an expert in this and people get a little confused because yeah. they'll see phd and that they've been published well this is what is delegitimizing science in our society right now like there's a guy who uh, had once given a speech at Stanford about like he was like a physical therapist, uh-huh. and he gave some speech there in like 2004, and then later like last year published like his own opinion paper in some bullshit journal about how masks don't like work mm-hmm. to prevent the spread of infectious disease. He's like, well, I do physical therapy. I mean, I can smell farts of all my patients. So, yeah, like, and I'm wearing a mask. And then because of this weird connection, like 
it's spread that this guy, this professor from Stanford had and like he, published this study and it's like, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think this I, guy has like a fitness ball and he gave a speech to some he gave a class there 20 years Stanford. ago. Yeah. And this is just his dumb shit opinion. I've heard of this and I think that Stanford came out and we're like, no, 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 <laughs> no. They were like, guys. we're not going to Stanford for this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. This is no, 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 no. They Stanford their ground and they said, no, sir. Yeah. But unfortunately, like the cat was out of the bag and like yeah. no one pays attention attention to the second part of the story where the Stanford comes out. All they want to think about is like this guy published this paper. Right. So basically the Bogdanov twins, to my knowledge, that was sort of who they were before crypto. Yeah, they're just um, very rich guys so that they can have influence and they can maybe pay a paper to publish their thoughts on shit, even though their thoughts mean absolutely dog shit. Yeah, complete dog shit. Um I think it's really funny that anybody would have the balls to publish a physics paper knowing nothing about physics (laughs) and just like use a bunch of like highfalutin (laughs) confusing language and be like, yep, that's my theory. (laughs) I invented string theory. Like, how do you think you're going to get away with that? Um, So in terms of them being um, crypto guys, I guess just this is sad, but solely based on their appearance, right? They... Mm-hmm. became memes in the crypto world of there's this video going around of them buying and selling bitcoin as it rises or something <laughs> like on the street going yeah. around like how do you do how do you and buy it's and like sell? kind of bitcoin for sale bitcoin <laughs> i mean this is also maybe something we should talk about with cryptocurrency and why you guys should all listen to us and not pay attention to what's on the internet please is we that, are a reliable source yes crypto has gained so much popularity purely on the fact that it's like a memeable, confusing thing. Um, and that's why Sean and I are trying to really sift through the bullshit and just bring you the cold, hard facts and on like how to use this information to make money. If you're following the Bogdanoff twins on how to make money in you're crypto, you're going down the wrong path. You're in trouble. You might end up with uh, eyelid injections yeah. instead of uh, you're have money lips, injections. Lips that look like a baboon's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Be very careful who you take advice from. Um, so they, other than being memeified, and maybe this is why they were, is they claim to have invented Bitcoin. Yes, and it should be said that uh, we covered this in episode one, um, but the creator of Bitcoin goes by the pseudonym Satoshi Nakamoto, Hmm. very cyberpunk type name. Yeah, very mysterious, just in line with cryptocurrency. Yep. What we do know about Satoshi Nakamoto is that at the the time of Bitcoin's creation, 10, 12 years ago, he was a 38-year-old male living in Japan. And he has written things and he has tweeted things and made statements. And from these, people have deduced he's probably not a native Japanese person. His Hmm. English is like western like very you could sort of tell by people's writing style who they might be right and uh that's all we know probably a westerner and i'm like what do you make of this um i've seen enough creepy documentaries i've seen the q documentary i've seen some maybe it was louis theroux or something i have a lot of divorced white men who moved to asia um to fulfill their horrific sexual fantasies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they like to feel more powerful than people, and they like to cosplay. Um, they're into anime and stuff like that. These are men who may or may not have body pillows with the, uh, what is it, graven image of a... Of a teen, a crypto teen, possibly, in a short skirt with mm-hmm. big eyes for some reason. 
it's purple hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't need to go into all the detail of what this sex pillow looks like. <laughs> I was like, about but... to say huge knockers. And yeah, I will big not old say knockers. huge knockers. Yeah, a schoolgirl outfit. Um, I would just say that right off the bat, naming yourself Satoshi Nakamoto makes me instantly think of a stinky fat white guy in sandals. Yeah, I mean, clearly a um, very talented programmer, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm going to cut off the praise for this person until we find out who they really are. What are the odds that Satoshi Nakamoto <laughs> smells good? Uh, well, here's the thing. He is probably rich now. True. So I would hope that he um, could afford a bath or a shower. <laughs> Those expensive baths. <laughs> I hope you can pay for one finally. I mean, uh, hopefully you can even just find a garden hose somewhere. That, um someone's yard at night just hosing his fat ass down i bet it's a bitcoin i mean like these some of these people it's like do you think there's anyone out there that can corroborate or know who this person is is satoshi nakamoto a team of people um good question i mean the bogdanovich twins or bogdanov twins Mm -hmm. they're a team of people Uh, ironically peter bogdanovich died yesterday that is true he did die yesterday or maybe when this podcast comes out maybe eight or nine days yeah he died he he died recently (laughs) and same with the bogdanov twins they died as of this podcast probably one day before peter bogdanovich (laughs) died something like that yeah (laughs) So, do we think that the Bogdanov twins are telling the truth when they say that they were Satoshi Nakamoto, creator of Bitcoin? I'm going to say no. I think um, they have a known history of being insane liars. Um, They do have a pretty good disguise going because at the time of their death, I think you would have zero idea what they looked like 20 years ago. Yeah. Which actually could be a hallmark of a Satoshi Nakamoto type of thing is a man who lives in disguise. But they do just seem like your classic grifters, and that's a pretty fantastic way to stay relevant. People do this shit all the time. They lie about who they are. They say they're someone more famous. Yeah, and I would say I also, despite the um, the honest boyish faces that these guys have, <laughs> I, I don't believe that they are Satoshi Nakamoto. I think this no. is just one more tricky lie from two handsome fellas. And now they took it to their grave and no one will ever know. And one day they might, we might find out who uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is and me and Sean could look like fucking fools. Right, For Sean and I. Sean and I. I keep saying me and Sean. Well, but. down by the schoolyard. <laughs> <laughs> me Listen, and Julio. Sean, you're down by the schoolyard. Well, uh, I wish those guys rest with the crypto keeper, whoever that guy was. <laughs> I would not like to spend eternity with him. Yeah. Um, Anyway, let's just close up the Crypto Keeper for now. Uh, Bogdanov Twins, RIP. May you uh, keep getting rich down in hell or wherever you are. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere in the the metaverse. I mean, if he's he's resting with the Crypto Keeper, I can only imagine that fucking ghoul's in hell right now. (laughs) Getting all the ghouls with those boyish good looks. Those boys and ghouls. Okay, well, guys, there's another segment that we like to do on this show where we check in with uh, none other than Elon Musk, the crypto... What would you call this guy? Well, see, he's he's weird, too, because he's kind of late to the crypto game. or He, he didn't start crypto or anything. Um, he's obviously the creator of Tesla, the most famous car in the world. Mm. I think he invented PayPal, or he seems like the type of guy who maybe stole that idea from someone. Yeah, he has a history of sort of taking the 
you know, face and name of things that someone else invented. And everyone's like, oh, Elon did this. I think he also got rich because his father had a diamond mind in apartheid Africa or something. This guy is a, for as fantastic of a person as he is now, um, he has a sketchy past. But, you know, uh, Sean and I are kind of uh, live and learn, forgive and forget kind of guys. Well, the thing that we're really focused on here is like, okay, you've done this and that, and maybe that's not so great. You got your money from apartheid, but also, so I got to, you know, game respect game. Dude is rich. <laughs> yeah, he's rich as hell. And, you know, Sean and I, we have haven't made apartheid mistakes in our past, but we've we've done stupid shit. And we we think it's important to learn from that and to move on and to um, make ourselves and the world better, which is why we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get back to Elon, he became weirdly huge in the crypto world because he bought a bunch of dogecoin (laughs) yeah he chose an interesting coin based on a shiba inu dog yes see this goes back to much of the meme the meme world that surrounds cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. this dogecoin rose to prominence because it was a funny dog (laughs) it was the face of the coin and then it rose even more because Elon Musk, um, known for his fantastic sense of humor, host of SNL, he thought Dogecoin was also very funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And now he is a real poster boy for cryptocurrency. Yeah, and I want to say that like the old Mike and Sean would have looked at something like Dogecoin or Elon Musk on SNL and been like, this is dumb, we don't get Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't make sense. But in order to get rich, you have to like keep an open mind and do as the rich guys do. So if you see Elon Musk making money from apartheid, if you see Elon Musk making money from silly dog coins on the yeah. internet, leave your judgment at the door. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're the stupid ones, right? Maybe we're like, the dumb ones. Yeah, I thought Dogecoin was dumb, but maybe that coin is smarter than me. It, it, clearly it is, because people who invent... Because I said me and Sean? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Got the the syntax and grammar of Paul Simon. If it's good enough for Rhyme and Simon, it's good enough for me. All right. (laughs) I guess I'm just an old Garfunkel over here (laughs) trying to correct you all the time, and look where that got him. Um, So open your minds, guys. Just because it's silly and just because it may be immoral, uh, we're here to generate wealth. Yeah. Okay. So just adopt that mindset. And that is why we're keeping up on news that has to do with Elon Musk each week or as it comes out. He's always in the news, so we... This, I He's sometimes s- in the nude, although he doesn't discuss that as I much. I would have loved to see that. <laughs> yeah, um, we all... Guys, tweet at us. Is Elon in the nude? Do you have any photos? Need to talk pod. Yeah. At Twitter. Need to talk bod. <laughs> yeah, need to talk hot Elon bod at Twitter. Um, send us those nude pictures of him. <laughs> and maybe we should just have Tessa introduce the segment. Yeah, Tessa, set the segment up for us, please. Initializing segment... From Musk till dawn. <laughs> Have you noticed lately that Tessa has sort of a ghosts in graveyards? <laughs> yeah. like, like she's a spooky gal. She kind of it feels like she takes a lot of her like sound drops from just like the Spotify playlist of like scary Halloween <laughs> sounds one through a thousand. Creaking door number 15. Yeah, it's like when I was a kid, you would step on the welcome mat at someone's house <laughs> trick-or-treating and that's exactly what it would sound like. <laughs> well, uh, I guess this is another scary segment. Um, Mike, what? Fr- yeah, go ahead. So yeah, What's yeah, this news? is uh, from Musk Till Dawn. This is where we talk about 
the aforementioned king of crypto, king of the universe, Elon Musk. Duke of the Dogecoin. The man I would like to see nude, Elon (laughs) Musk. (laughs) The dude we want to see nude so bad. I would love to... The boys that rise and grind. Is that where we are? Yeah. The rise and grind boys. We're the rise and grind boys. And we would love to rise and... And grind on that, rich man. Grind on Elon. Okay. So (laughs) this is an article from last week. And this is in Reuters. And I'm sure it's been everywhere because everyone loves to shit on Elon Musk these days, even though he's changing the world for the better. Yeah, guys. This uh, The headline is, Tesla recalls almost half a million electric cars over safety issues. Um, Tesla Inc. is recalling more than 475,000 of its Model 3 and Model S electrical cars to address rear view camera and trunk issues that increase the risk of crashing. This is heartbreaking because hmm. I thought that these were supposed to be the best cars. Yeah, and it makes me wonder uh, when they say recall, what does this mean? They're taking the cars back? Like the Grinch takes the Christmas trees back to work on them? And where are they supposed to, like, so I bought a Tesla. Um, who's going to take this from me? You're not taking out, you're not going to take this from my cold, dead hands. Yeah, I love someone's going to show up and take the car. Or does the car self-drive itself away from you? Like, or, I'm being recalled. <laughs> you know, is this, um, maybe are we being too pessimistic and that this is a more positive thing and that, like, automakers are just, like, fondly recalling Teslas? Oh, maybe that's what it is. Like when they say that Tesla's recalling all these two hundred and fifty thousand cars, they're fondly recalling like how fun it was to make them, yeah. what great cars they were. And they're saying for like rear view camera issues or trunk issues, they're just like maybe the people at the auto plant are just like, Oh, remember when we yeah. installed those cameras? And, and that trunk. Oh, do you guys remember the trunk? Remember that trunk prank where we put Dave in the trunk and yeah. sent him down the assembly line? I think that's what this means, guys. So don't be <laughs> alarmed when you hear that the company Tesla is recalling uh, several of their cars. What they mean is that they're fondly remembering how great they were to put together. And they're sad that like, okay, well, we're happy that they're in the hands of the customers, but we're nostalgic for when they were in the factory. Yeah, I mean, and... Even if they are um, actually taking them back because the cars are pieces of shit and there's like rear view, there's actually problems with the camera and they're causing crashes. This is a good lesson for everyone out there who listens to the podcast. This is called PR spin, right? Mm -hmm. Sean and I actually know they're not fondly recalling these cars. This was a little lesson we're teaching you. uh, We may have fooled you there. (laughs) We may have pulled one over on you. But this is like when a magician explains the trick. Yeah, exactly. So the trick is, um, if Elon's listening, go out and say, oh, isn't that wonderful? Tesla's fondly recalling these cars. Yeah, we are fondly going to recall these cars. Uh, they have killed people. Uh, <laughs> someone was eaten alive by a trunk. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's like a little a little car shop of horror. Yeah, um, the you know they came to life on the freeway and drove into a wall. That's the real recalling going on. But if you were to spin this, this is just marketing. This is part of getting rich. Yeah. Spin this. No, we're just fondly recalling the cards. Right. And of course, it's 475,000 of them because we love so many cars. We've made so many that we are fond of. We want to recall every single one. (laughs) Yeah. I I, uh, fondly recall like at least 475,000 moments (laughs) in my life. 
Oh, yeah. And I'm adding to those every day. So many fond recollections, uh, especially when it comes to cars. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first two I crashed. Mm -hmm. um, And this was long before rear view camera or trunk issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, guys, uh, this is just our our Elon Musk news. Tesla finally recalling some cars this week. (laughs) Nothing to worry about. Yeah, this is now swept under the rug. Next week, I'm sure he'll host SNL again or something, and this mm-hmm. will all be old news. And um, I would keep buying Tesla cars. I would too, but I will caution the audience, if you've been handling food or anything lately, stay at least three feet from the trunk <laughs> of a Tesla, <laughs> those, just in case. Those trunks get hungry. Yeah, just in case. There's maybe nothing to worry about, but... Yeah, and if you see a video pop up on a line of you walking through your driveway, it was most likely not your Tesla's rear view camera recording you and uploading it to the internet. <laughs> right. If there's footage of you sleeping in your bed or through a window making coffee during your rise and grind. Yeah. If you wonder why your Tesla keeps at a purposefully backing in towards facing your bay windows in your house, it's not to record you. It's not to record It's because you. it's easier to get out of the driveway moving forward than back. How much do you trust uh, self-driving technology at this point, Michael? At this point, not at all. <laughs> yeah, not very much. My Okay, so I actually don't have a Tesla. I have a Subaru, and it has it has like a very rudimentary... It's not self-driving, but it knows like when you're leaving the lane and stuff like that, and it'll like... The wheel will kind of pull you back in the other direction mm. if I start Keep to... Keep you on the road. If I start to veer... But the issue with mine, and look, this is a $20,000 stock, you know, 2020 Subaru, so it's not the greatest technology yet. Mm-hmm. The wheel kind of jerks. <laughs> like, it will, it will steer me back into the lane, but not center. It just, it will turn it, you know, 15 degrees in the other direction. Oh, and then dear. once it hits that line, it's overcorrecting again that does so, not sound good i like i tried it out the first couple times like just testing like let's see how this works and i would lightly remove my hand from the the steering wheel and i was like oh yeah this thing will get me killed way faster than if i'm just like i would rather fall asleep at the wheel than let this thing like <laughs> take sure. control so right now i know there's better cars out there but i just i don't like that if one in a 10,000 cars are self-driving, like it's not going to work because you're dealing with a bunch of other human beings out there on the road. Yeah. And there does seem to be a lot of problem. Like they're installing video games now for the driver to play while the car drives. Like, yeah, I don't know that I see this going very well. But then again, like, you know, I'm leaving my judgment at the door and you got to trust the rich guy. Oh, no. I mean, I think, um, look, I drive a fucking Subaru, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't drive a Tesla. If I had a Tesla... I would probably trust that way more than the car I have right now. For sure. Um, All right. Well, that's been our uh, From Musk Till Dawn news. And Uh, um, car talk. And car talk, too. Sometimes we got to talk about cars, and we will in the future be talking other luxury items. Yachts. We're going to talk about watch talk. Watch talk, helicopter. um, Mm -hmm. We want to talk about resorts. Yeah, we want to talk about like Shay's lounges and like really nice yeah. lazy boys and stuff like that. I'm interested in a Swarovski crystal chandelier I segment. Like, I like Eames chairs. Eames. Uh, is that the name of uh, Elon's wife? <laughs> Eames? I think that. <laughs> I thought her name was Grimes and Misdemeanors. Oh, Grimes and Punishment. And um, their child. Aeon Flux? Aeon Flux, I believe. Or. Um... Atlantis? The first little boy no. to own a mech suit, I believe. 
Is he a mech lord now? He's a mech lord now. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, he is. Yeah, a lucky. Be- I, man. Okay, aside from just seeing Elon nude, I would love if that guy was my dad. <laughs> well, yeah, I would hope that if he was my dad. So here's the thing, guys. <laughs> if Elon was our dad, I can't wait to hear the thing. We wouldn't want to see him nude. Well, but ev- be- every little boy does dream of seeing his father. Dream of seeing their father nude. <laughs> That's true. And they dream of being a mech lord, and we know Eon Flux got to do both. Well, Eon's lucky because Mike's right. I mean, what little boy hasn't wanted to be in a mech suit and walk into their father's bedroom to see him fully naked? This is something we've all thought about, we've all mm-hmm. wished for. Most of us don't get that. Yeah, I think this is um, common knowledge at this point. When I saw my father fully nude, I was just wearing. Uh, overalls like a, <laughs> it was you know you have to be happy with the, the blessings that you get sure yeah you know? yeah it's you can always wish for more but that's gonna make you never happy i was wearing a trek suit a trek like a star trek yeah i was like a trek lord <laughs> oh. instead of a mech lord beam me up dad <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Beam me up, daddy. Is this the holodeck? <laughs> I think we should go to commercial. Okay, so guys, uh, last week we had uh, we had a sponsor that was kind of not what we were looking for. Yeah, male gimp was a little <laughs> not on our brand. We had been misled by Tessa into thinking that the famous podcast sponsor MailChimp wanted to be a part of our show. Instead, we got lured into sort of a fetish website, whatever. I don't want to get into it. This week we have a new sponsor. Um, I actually don't know what it is, but let's go to commercial now. Let's hear it. TeenFinancialFreedom.com This message is directed at the hosts of We Need to Talk About Crypto. You two young men besmirched the names of my kids who run that website, TeenFinancialFreedom.com. You've slandered them. You've dragged their names through the mud. You said they know nothing about Litecoin. You were wrong. And if you continue your verbal assault against my kids, I will see you in court. Yes, I'm a lawyer. It doesn't matter that I don't do entertainment law. I will find you. I'll crush you. And I'll take this as a warning. And it's the last one you're going to get. You hear me? You hear that, butt breaths? Our dad is going to sue you. Our dad is the number one lawyer in Kansas City, Colorado. Yeah, I'm talking to those turds. Those turds that said that we don't know anything about Litecoins or any of the other stuff? Yeah, those guys. Man, screw those dudes. Dad's gonna fuck you guys up. Just so you guys know, our dad has three Rolexes and drives a Mazda Miata. You think that's an accident? He's gonna clean you out, you bitch breaths. He's the best lawyer in Kansas City, you freaking dumps. And if you ever want to see us in Call of Duty, we're gonna smoke you and then teabag you. So shut the fuck up about our blog. Tell him, Mind your own business. This has been an official message from TeenFinancialFreedom.com. TeenFinancialFreedom.com The teenagers from TeenFinancialFreedom.com are not qualified to give financial advice. For real investment advice, please visit a licensed financial advisor. What the fuck was that? Are we being sued? What the fuck? They... Okay. They (laughs) are buying airtime. They're paying us. Right, we got money for this through Tessa. They must have contacted Tessa. I mean, she books all the ads. She Who she, takes out an ad on someone's show to threaten to sue them? But also, the more concerning thing is we talked shit about them 40 minutes ago. Right, on, this, this does, is not live to this air. Live. We're recording this at... So how the... 
That is disturbing that they found out that quickly. I mean, we've been talking this entire episode about being hacked and the dangers of that shit. Mm. Are these guys tapped into us? We need to take this up with Tessa. This is very, um, very alarming. Maybe we need to walk back what we said to them. Yeah, I mean, I would like to talk to Tessa, but I have no idea how to get in touch with her. Right now, we just say stuff and she comes yeah, she along seems sometimes. She just show up. But yeah, before we deal with our producer issues, um, I think it might be a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Let's just like, I, I'm not litigious. We're, we're not literate. And uh, I'm sorry for like swearing and saying what the F was that after I heard that ad. Yeah. But you're, the kids are scary. Their dad is clearly a, a lawyer high-powered um, lawyer i mean the guy's got three watches i don't want to fuck with that guy he has a mazda miata those are pretty quick yeah i mean he can get here from kansas city in no time yeah i mean with gas price well he's a lawyer though that's probably not a problem for him he could pay for gas all the way from here to timbuktu he might even honestly he could even get on a flight and fly oh, here I didn't think about that Th- that'd, that'd be a way lot quicker faster. yeah fuck. okay well listen teens um we you have to appreciate how badly Mike and I were cleaned out by Litecoin. And you guys gave us such good advice. Uh, maybe we overreacted when we saw that you guys were into Litecoin. And I think that um, Mike and I are learning. You know, we're not experts like you guys. And we sort of our animal instinct was to lash out. And we're sorry. We're sorry. I, I um, would like to echo Sean's sentiments. And I can't, I can't be sued again. God. Um, I've been sued in the past. It's a fucking nightmare. And for Sean and Tessa and myself, I am genuinely sorry for anything I said about your guys' um, information or advice about Litecoin. That's my bad. You know, I should never take any financial advice. That's rule number one of blogging or podcasting or any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, It's my mistake. This... This won't happen again. This will not happen again, teens. We promise you. Um, you guys were great mentors to us. We think that everybody who wants good financial advice should absolutely go to teenfinancialfreedom.com. Um, and those, in lieu of that, you can always do cryptocurrencyteens.com. But. Yeah, I do think like I'm going to have to put my foot down a little bit and say that I think the mentor-mentee relationship should end at this point. Yeah. Like, we don't want to um, continue this. I think it's gotten a little awkward between us and you guys. It feels way healthier for Sean and I will be each other's mentors and mentees. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we will be the audience's mentor. But they will be our mentees. They will be our mentees. And just we really do wish you guys the best. And please um, call your father back. Yeah, to MrFinancialReport.com, we are sorry you sound like a very educated lawyer. We wish you the best. Yeah, it's not you, it's us for sure. Yeah, okay, I think we did it. Yeah. So Okay, so guys, uh, sorry about that. Um, I actually don't want to see you in Call of Duty. I'm not that good at it. No. And I'm certainly, uh, the humiliation of a teabagging, I don't think I can put myself through that. I got, I had to get rid of my PlayStation in the last lawsuit, so... Oh, I don't what were you anymore. sued for in the past? It's a whole financial advisor thing. Oh, um, were you giving advice to? Uh, yeah, and that's sort of. I've talked about my divorce. Yeah, it's it's a sticky subject. Um, but let's just say I was giving financial advice to my wife's divorce lawyer. 
and it was oh, a, this sounds this is a, messy <laughs> it was yeah. a double double-edged sword i was sued twice <laughs> giving financial advice to your wife's divorce lawyer i was sued twice i think he honeypotted me oh he, i think it was it seemed like um he tricked me into doing it so that she could have a leverage that's unbelievable yeah um i actually in the future when things smooth out i might hit up these teens dads and talk to him about maybe representing me because yeah good call well i will say it's very uh commendable of you as someone who's overcome a, a both a gambling addiction mm-hmm. and uh, a heavy lawsuit for unlicensed financial advice for you to be getting involved in cryptocurrency and have a <laughs> podcast like this where you're helping people uh figure out what to do with their money yeah I mean, that's I very think, cool of you i think it's like a real um it's just like a sign of growth and humility that i think i've gained mm-hmm. um and again this podcast is not financial advice it's not financial advice we're just trying to tell you guys what to do with money but it's not financial advice and you can learn from my past mistakes and i'm done after this whole teenfinancialfreedom.com fiasco no more mistakes no no more mistakey um and with that it's time for our next segment which is one of our favorite things to do here mike do you want to introduce it yeah this is a uh, nice little break that sean and i take (laughs) <laughs> nice little break that Sean and I take. <laughs> At the end of every episode. Sorry, I had a little frog in the old throat. Uh-oh. <clears> throat> um, this is a nice little break that Sean and I take at the end of every episode. With to... a dip that we make. <laughs> With Sorry. A dip or that we buy. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a time for Sean and I to stop talking crypto and investing. And we talk about a food item that we brought in. Um, the segment's called Buy the Dip. And... Although we're taking a break from talking about investing, buy the dip is a term in investing where when a stock or a coin goes down in price, um, a lot of people like to say that is the time to buy it. And um, the way the chart looks, it looks like it's dipping down. And so you want to buy the dip because, of course, eventually that price will go up. You're getting it on sale when you buy the dip. Why would you buy something at its most expensive when you can buy it when it's cheaper? Get it while it's lower. Yeah, so with that said, this is a segment called Buy the Dip. Tessa, set us up, baby. Initializing segment. Buy the dip. All right, well, what dip do we have today, Michael? All right, today we got a, um, let's see. I picked up from Trader Joe's, an old favorite. Have you noticed that Trader Joe's has just the best dips? They are the dip king yeah that they are the they best at dips be called trader dips as far as i'm concerned i'm with you this is called italian bomba hot pepper sauce well it says sauce but we yeah our sauce is dips they can be dips i think they can be dips easily this is a fermented crushed calabrian chili peppers so this mm. might have a little kick to the dip yeah we might be kicking ourselves for eating this dip and um we're tasting these today with a uh I forget the brand, but these are like a rosemary cracker. Um, mm, herbaceous. They smell really good. We're, we're trying this dip right now. Yeah, what I always like to say is now that we, we buy the dip, it's time to try the dip. Here we go. Mm. So that house, mm. it's red, kind of like red and orange in color. Mm. Ooh, there's a party in my mouth. It's salty. It's very mm. spicy. Yes, it is. The, um, is that... Go ahead, Michael. If I had a frog in my throat before, I'm going to have a, a poison toad. <laughs> poison dart frog. A poison dart frog in my throat now because this thing is hot. Now, guys, if you've ever seen any sort of Italian sauce or, or seasoning or dip, 
where there's peppers in it and the olive oil that it's suspended in is red from the spice. This is mm-hmm. one of those dips. It's very, very vibrant. Mm. Um, it's quite tasty. I don't, you know, I think um, they might be right in calling this more of a sauce than a dip mm-hmm. because I would put this on, you know, eggs and coffee grounds or... Um, oh, this would go great on eggs and coffee grounds. I, I would love this on like an Italian meat sandwich. Mm, an Italian meat sandwich would be great with this. Mm. This is almost one of those things that I think in culinary school they might call a relish. It could be... I would relish the opportunity to buy this <laughs> weekly. <laughs> <laughs> Well said. No, this is very good. Now, I'm going to just take a look at the back of the bottle here. So, guys, two tablespoons of this dip is 60 calories. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's all oil. That's all oil. That's olive oil. And uh, the ingredients are, yeah, chili pepper, olive oil, dried basil, salt, citric acid. So, guys, if you want to make this on your own, just get a bunch of acid and some peppers mm-hmm. and throw a bunch of olive oil on there, and I think you've got Italian bomba sauce. You know, I believe that... Um Trader Joe's has a really stocked acid section. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to hit that up when you're there. It's probably like uh, named something cute because they always kind of do like plays on their their aisles yeah. and stuff like that. This might be called like dropping acid or something yeah. like that. They also like to um, play to different uh, ethnicities when it comes to their food. You know, you'll find a Mexican beer named Trader Jose. Mm-hmm. It's kind of rude, but... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a little rude. It could be, I don't know, seen as like pandering, but... Uh, so I think, yeah, some people see it as like edgy Gen X humor. We're like, oh, it, I, I know what I said. It feels like a lot of guys from like Woodstock 99 thought that this would... Be very funny. Be funny, and to me, it's not, but... That's a great sauce that they make. Mike and I are are too woke to laugh at that type of humor. In fact, we uh, relish the opportunity to call it out mm-hmm. um, for the bigoted racism that it is. Nothing funny about the name Jose. Yeah, Trader Jose, get out of here. Well, that was a delicious dip. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you buy it again? Absolutely. I would buy that. I would try that. Success. Yeah, love it. All right. Well, guys, uh, that that is the conclusion of Buy the Dip. Again, if you want to dip along with the boys, that's Trader Joe's Bomb <laughs> Sauce. And if you have suggestions for what these uh, boys can uh, dip in next time, please tweet at us at Need to Talk Pod, or you could secretly email us a dip at Need to Talk Pod at Gmail. Yeah, Gmail. Um, we could run into an issue where from here on out, everyone will be trying the dip from the previous week. Mm. <laughs> well, I wonder if maybe we should start announcing ahead of time. Although, Sean and I are not the best at <laughs> buying dips ahead of time. Yes, today's dip was almost mustard because we uh, <laughs> forgot to bring a dip. Luckily, uh, we were able to dig up the Italian bomba yeah. sauce, which, honestly, pretty bomba. St- standout dip, pretty yeah. bomba. Great. Okay, well, Mike, is there anything else that you want to do uh, today before we close this up? I think we should just talk about what we learned, right? Let's do it. So what did we learn today? We learned uh, what the blockchain is. Yeah, it falls right into uh, caboose theory like we talked about at the beginning of the show. Imagine each block as a new caboose that's being attached at the end of a runaway train being hijacked or possibly trying to be hijacked by some outlaws, but they can't do it. Can't get it. Because the the caboose keeps... Everyone knows that the safe is kept in the caboose. And Mm -hmm. as it keeps going farther back, farther back, those outlaws are just 
running along the top of the train. It's and so hard to get back there when more cabooses keep coming. Their horses are leaving them behind. They're falling, falling in between, getting mangled underneath the tracks. Yeah, it's an um, old west horror show. So the basically, blockchain. the blockchain is a old west horror show, and it's a perfectly safe place to keep your money. Yeah, definitely safer than cash. Definitely safer than a bank. Uh, do as Elon does. Put all your money in crypto. This is not investment advice. Yeah, um, put all your money into Dogecoin. This is not invest- investment advice. We said goodbye to the Bogdanov twins. Um, mm. Two lovely souls who also might have been con artists, mm-hmm. but lovely nonetheless. Um, we also found out that Tessa has a thing for the underworld or yeah, something. Yeah, she seems to be a... Ghostly, ghastly graveyard gal. Yeah, we learned that um, I've been sued twice in the past. <laughs> it seems like simultaneously. Mm. And Sean and I are threatened with being sued now. But hopefully we cleared that up. We've apologized to, to the, the teens. teens. We're sorry, teens. We absolutely apologize, teens. And we found new teens Correct. to take advice from. Different group of teens. We want everyone to know we don't have problems with teens. No, we're fine with teens. We love teens. Not like that. We just respect teens. Mm-hmm. They are our peers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that's pretty much all that we learned. We learned that we like the Italian bomba sauce. That sauce is delicious. That is great sauce. Okay, guys, well, uh, I hope that you learned as much about the blockchain and sauce and teens and uh, the Bogdanoff twins <laughs> as we did. We're very excited about Bogdanoff it. Bogdanoff sauce brought to you by Trader Joe's. Yep. Next week, we're going to be learning about wallets. Yeah, the next year, we're going to uh, break this news right now. Did I say next year? You I'm, did. I meant next week. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's a new year. A week ago, that would have made sense. That is true. That's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you for that. Sure. Next week, we are going to introduce the word of the day, which is wallet. We're going to talk about what it means, what you put in it. Sean and I will be setting up, uh, we need to talk about crypto's very own wallet. It'll be the show wallet. We can take donations there, and it was going to be our main investing platform, mm-hmm. and you guys can follow the blockchain and see exactly where we're putting our money. Um, and remember, guys, when we learn, we earn. So for Sean, Mike, and Tessa, let's get rich. Sean and Mike, logging off.